This is your Week in Gaming, episode 15, recorded for the 28th of July, 2023, to bring you all the latest news from the world of gaming. On today's episode of the podcast, Sam and I talk classic games, Overwatch 2 being dead, replaceable batteries, as well as Zeke's. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to episode 15 of your Week in Gaming. Those numbers continue to tick up. And I think uh, at a lot more consistency at the moment as well. Things have settled down around us. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Samantha. Hey, what's up, team? Samantha sounds incredibly dead, and that's because of esports life. True. This, this is going to be like a running theme. Like every day it's like, so Sam, how's your work week been this time? And it's just me going, Ugh. But I love my she, job, so <laughs> she she's the living embodiment of like the living dead at the moment, I think. But yeah. uh, there's there, there's a lot of great esports happening at the moment. There's the you know Counter Strike, the uh, mm-hmm. the cathedral of of, of Counter Strike is back at it. It's IEM Cologne that's yeah. happening at the moment. So there's a lot of interesting things. There's a lot of gaming news. There's a lot of gaming like games in general that are coming out now. It's 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 a very busy time. And if you're a gamer, I think you're probably grinning from ear to ear. Hundred uh, percent. With all the new games that are coming out at the moment, with you know updates that we're getting to current games. Like I know the Diablo players have been in a little bit of a tiz. It's been a quite a roller coaster on that front. Um, so mm-hmm. you know the news, whether good or bad, there's always something to uh, ingest. So that's quite cool. Keeps us keeps us occupied. Keeps us entertained and intrigued. Yeah. So uh, good time to be a gamer. And if you're not a gamer yet, now's a really good time to get onto the bandwagon as well. Although if you're not a gamer yet, you're probably not listening to this podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> unless unless somebody has thrown this onto you, in which case our sincerest apologies, but also yeah, no, welcome. my condolences, man. <laughs> <laughs> Gaming news now, and Xbox is getting a whole bunch of PlayStation One games and much, much more. GameRant published that uh, thanks to a new cloud-based service and stream arcade, Xbox fans will be able to play and enjoy some. Big nostalgia of about 1,300 games with PlayStation 1 games as well as many other games from the 80s and 90s. Uh, Something like this coming up when there's around 87% of classic games made before 2010 are not commercially available is a a, a pretty cool thing and a nice way to keep all of that those memories and everything alive whilst only 40 winks and loaded are going to be available at launch these are the old ps1 games if you haven't played them really good uh you know but get them through this uh there are more planned to come through uh later on there's over 15 classic uh systems that are represented by Anstream arcade who are the people that are going to be making uh who are doing the service and it's all available for a low low price of 30 dollars annually or 80 dollars for lifetime access worth in why on earth would you pay 30 dollars a year when you could pay eighty dollars for for lifetime, for pl- like eighty dollars is the price of a game currently. Like most games are around about the seventy eighty dollar mm. mark. So mm-hmm. and you getting access to thirteen hundred potentially plus games. I don't know. That that seems way more intelligent to go for that because even if you even if you aren't necessarily gonna binge these games, you'll have them for the rest of your life. If you have kids. Your kids can play these games. Like, it'll be available forever to you, unless, of course, they end the system, in which case, GG, no re. Um, 
but I think this is really cool, right? Like you, you've mentioned mm-hmm. about the whole 87% of classic games that are unavailable mm-hmm. now. Uh, we spoke about that a little bit a couple weeks about ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And it's such a depressing statistic. So it's really great. I do find it very funny, though, that it's 100, uh, 1,300 games, PS1 games that are coming to Xbox. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. why, so, why has Sony not jumped on this? <laughs> so, so, you know... I've done exactly what a lot of publisher houses do, and I just, you know, throw the things that are going to be like the headline things. Um, it's it's about thirteen hundred games across fifteen different consoles. The first that are coming from the PlayStation One are just the uh, is just a uh, forty winks and loaded, but there are more PlayStation One games that are going to be coming to the service. But all the uh, the Sega Sega Ultimate, all of these old uh, systems, all of their games will be coming, you know, with the service as well. But I mean, still eighty dollars, maybe with it, you know, uh, a service like this would attract me more if there was a bigger catalog of PlayStation One games, right? Because I've got a Nintendo Switch, so if I wanted to play like the old uh, NES or Super Nintendo uh, games, I will be able to go and play those on the Switch, right? However, the PlayStation 1 games, that's where it becomes a little bit more tricky. So personally, I would pick this up maybe a little bit later on. But I mean, if you go and have a look at the catalog by uh, Antstream Arcade and you see that it's really worth, $80 for Lifetime is a a really, really big bargain when you consider something like Diablo. Diablo 4 is like $80 for just a base game, just a mm-hmm. single thing. So Lifetime, $80. It's it's if you have the cash to go and throw it, throw at it. I will say that. So I went to the Endstream Arcade website because I was like, well, maybe this is a thing that Sony can jump onto at a point, and like, and maybe Nintendo and whoever else, right? And so Endstream Arcade already exists on like PC, Google mm-hmm. Play, the Apple Store, um, so you can play a ton of classic games already on those platforms and now it's just coming back to console so i mean if you don't have a console or if you're also asking oh why why not playstation why not pc there is an option to do it on pc or on your cell phone if you feel so inclined um so that's actually really dope i'm glad that this is a a thing that's happening uh, and hopefully it uh, it kicks off and more consoles get involved and stream arcade Speaking of dead games, Overwatch, dead game. Like, at this point, is anyone surprised? So uh, this was reported by IGN in the Q2 2023 earnings report, so second quarter report of this year. Activision Blizzard revealed that the free-to-play shooter Overwatch has declined sequentially this quarter. Engagement and player investment has declined. And I read that and I just go, yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. Because Overwatch has been making some seriously strange decisions with its game since they moved over. In fact, before they moved over to Overwatch 2, like Overwatch 2 just added fuel to the fire. And yet somehow the team is apparently feeling super optimistic about Overwatch 2 Invasion, which is like the new PvE story mission thing that's coming out on the 10th of August. So there's a second little bit of news for you. If you're really keen on Overwatch, there's a new PvE story mission game mode and a game mode and a hero progression system and a new hero 
coming out on the 10th of August. And that sounds like a lot of stuff and you start going, oh, that's super exciting. But I just want to temper everyone's expectations. It's Overwatch. <laughs> and I, I cannot think of an update that they have come out with that has made me go, wow, they've actually made me want to play this game again. The Overwatch 2 came out and I played it for a little bit and I was like, all right, cool. Uh, and after about a week or so, I was I was done again. And I think a lot of that is my nostalgia. But Overwatch, the game itself, has been, as Blizzard says themselves, on a steady decline for some time now. Will the, you know, invasion save them? Who knows? I suppose it depends on how deep into your wallet you're willing to dig because the invasion, the, the next batch of PvE missions will be locked behind a paywall costing what? $15. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. And then the Blizzard also confirmed that it is likely that Overwatch 2 will not get new story missions for at least the next two seasons after the release of Invasion. So I don't know where their confidence comes from, but it is un not uh, undeserved. It, it's just, it, it's, it makes no sense. It, you know what? Blizzard at the moment are kind of reminding me like a knight on a chessboard. They're just moving L's constantly. It's just, that might be a, 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 a terrible chess joke and, you know, whatever. I'm sorry. But like, it, it really is. Overwatch as itself, like I think just standard Overwatch was fine. Overwatch 2, they overhyped it up, right? Then they were also came out that like, okay, guys, there's going to be PvE and everybody was psyched. And then there was a stage where, didn't they backtrack on this as well and said, guys, so actually uh, PvE, like you, like you were mm -hmm. wanting it, it's not going to happen. And people they were like, well. They canceled it, yeah. They canceled. And now they've backtracked on the cancel to say, no, there is. And here it is, but also now it's behind a paywall. And isn't it also like really, really short as well? I, I remember hearing somebody or, or reading something that I was like, Overwatch 2 has actually been probably the worst thing that has happened for the franchise of Overwatch, like period. Overwatch as it was originally was perfectly fine. I didn't see any issue with it. It, it was popular. I mean, there was uh, major the, power creep, which was problematic. But I mean, aside from but that, I mean, it, was, it was fun. Yeah. And now you've got Overwatch 2, which appears to be just a reskin like mm -hmm. I, I i visually it to me it looked the exact same and now you've got this game it just it's it just it's a poor poor decision i think and i mean it's, it's money that they're going to be losing at this game for as long as it is wasn't there also an article about uh like the overwatch uh league uh, yeah, the, the Overwatch League has said to, uh, they've said to the teams, so uh, for those that don't know how the Overwatch League works, uh, we are not an esports podcast, so I don't expect you to, to know, but it works as a franchise league with a model very similar to like traditional sports. So everyone has their city, um, or their, each team is like, their branding comes down to a city. So you had like the Philadelphia Fusion or like, the the soul dynasty or you know whatever so every, there were the there were cities but each of these teams was owned by either a really big organization or owned by uh like i think it was i can't remember which team but one of the teams is owned by the same people that own the dallas cowboys oft group or um yeah there's there's, there's a few companies or whatever anyway so you pay money mm. and blizzard says cool you've got a spot in our league so you build you so you buy your spot then you buy your players <laughs> because pay players need salaries and then you play competitive games and uh, the league has been a disaster from the moment of its inception it has never 
worked. Uh, Blizzard themselves have admitted that it's never made them any money. Like it's just been an absolute waste of time. Uh, and so they've come out now recently and they've said, okay, uh, we are trying to make some changes, fix some stuff up. We're in talks with the, with the teams and the, or rather with the organizations, the actual companies that own the teams. And if they cannot come to an agreement and if these companies want to back out, Blizzard will pay them. And I stand under correction because I don't have the article in front of me, but I think it was like $6 million and allow them to leave, which is like mind blowing. It's just like Overwatch is just on this like slippery slope. The game is failing. The esport is failing. It's oh. Yeah. Hopefully at some stage when Microsoft, that merger happens and, you know, they start actually having some control over it. Maybe then it'll be on the uh, the 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 rise up, but that is just cans and cans of hopium and copium that I've got next to me at the moment. Um, I'll be honest, so yeah. like everyone, so everyone that listens by now knows that I work in esports. I started out in Overwatch. What? It was uh, what? <laughs> what? Terms in um, esports? What? <laughs> Nanny. Um, I started out in Overwatch locally. In fact, it was the very first thing that I ever cast, and it is how I got to where I am today. So it will always have a special place in my heart. There will always be some nostalgia there. But guys, game is bad. Esport is bad. We we should just let it die peacefully. Let it go to rest. All right. So more companies taking L's. Ubisoft is closing unused accounts, all right? Uh, VGC reported that Ubisoft are doing this, which would mean that any game you purchased would also be gone, all right? This came about when a Twitter user shared a screenshot of this uh, from an email that they received from Ubisoft. Ubisoft did chime in and say that you can log in within 30 days and all is fine, but apparently this is driven by GDPR regulations and the company is required to close inactive accounts to comply with local data protection legislation. Now, whilst Ubisoft have said that they won't delete accounts for four years um, that have purchases attached, the email that was sent out appears to contradict this slightly. Now, in an era where everything is pretty much digital, right? I mean, if I look at my computer, I don't even have a DVD-ROM or anything in it anymore. So, like, games, everything is pretty much digital. Now you want to close a service from, you know, people that maybe they're just not using the stuff or maybe they're just on Steam or whatever the case is. Why do you always want me in your ecosystem all the time, 100% of the time? Um, and it just seems like a poor, poor, poor thing to actually go and say, like, no, don't worry. Like, like, just be open and honest. Don't try and contradict, you know, what you're saying. If your email says that your account will be gone, but if you have purchases, it'll be still there for at least four years before it's perma-deleted. It's just, it's mind-blowing. Also, the Ubisoft app is terrible. Oh, bad, man. That's it's one of the so bad. I, like, I, I own a few Ubisoft games, man. I have the Assassin's Creed Valhalla Collector's Edition, all right? I got like beautiful statues and stuff adorning my beautiful nerd wall all right like i have these games but i don't touch that app i i cannot stand it it is slow it is laggy trying to invite friends to your game is a nightmare like the whole thing is just impossible and so so they're saying they'll delete your account but the games will still be there how am i supposed to get my games if you've deleted my account whether or not this mm. part of it is true, because based on this email, apparently that's a load of hogwash. But mm. like, 
wh what good does that do me? Cool, you've deleted my account. How am I supposed to get to my games? Apparently, like, it, it, if if there yeah. are purchases attached to it, um, what it will mean is that they will just delete pretty much. It's almost like the quote unquote login, but you can't get your account back. They will only permanently delete it where it will be gone forever within, you know, from four years from now. So, I mean, if you guys are using Ubisoft app, my condolences, but also just log, excuse me, log in. Otherwise, just use something else. I mean, I own Steep. I enjoyed playing Steep. The, you know, the whole, like, just, you know, snowboarding and everything. I had so much fun. I purchased that on there. Now to know that I have to go and download the the Ubisoft app, log into my account just to make sure that I can still keep it for maybe in a two years' time I want to play the game. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah. With everything I, being digital, like, why in God's name would I buy physical, like, Physical copies are being phased out just about. So why would I go and buy a physical copy and create all of this clutter? And as you say, I don't even have a CD-ROM. Like, mm -hmm. what? Yeah. I don't know. Look, this is such a weird decision. Look, maybe there's stuff that we don't, we don't quite understand. And maybe there's legitimate reason for it, right? But, I mean, just saying, yeah, regulations. Okay, but what is it? What are, like, the threats to you just holding these accounts and everything like that? Does it make it vulnerable to data breaches or whatever the case is? Just, like, just tell us. Tell us what's going on. Just be open and honest. And, like, look, old accounts, you know, if they're not there, they become prone to data breaches, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. We understand. We will log on, right? Begrudgingly. I'll go and download mm -hmm. the, 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 the app and then just uninstall it because – it, oh man, it is such a terrible app. I, 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 I literally I, just logged into my app right now. Just to be like, all right, cool. I've logged into my app. See you in 30 days. So it's just, it's, it's, it's so terrible. But uh, so yeah, if, if you have an Ubisoft account, go and just log into the app, go and do the things you need to so that it doesn't get deleted at least. And you've got 30 days to do so. So off just you go. try it. Off you go. Shoo shoo. <laughs> play outside it's okay but don't go yet because we, we still have more news <laughs> uh, wait, wait wait okay come back come back come back come sit back <laughs> by your pc before you go play outside so uh, this next bit of news currently is kind of eu only but it will likely mark a shift in how things are produced globally going forward so basically portable gaming consoles will soon come with replaceable batteries under a new EU law. And this has to do with like being battery eco and whatever. Like if your battery can't be replaced, your battery dies, you throw the device away, you never play it again or whatever, it becomes landfall, it's a problem. So now they have decided, they've passed a law and they've said all handheld consoles, so Nintendo Switch, Steam Deck, all of those things must now come with a replaceable battery. And the reason I say it'll probably roll out is because in what universe is Nintendo or Steam or whoever going to be like, yeah, okay, we'll make two different kinds. We'll make one kind with the inbuilt battery and one kind with the replaceable battery. Like, that doesn't make sense. So eventually, assuming this law sticks, that should get phased out entirely and we will have replaceable batteries, which I think is fantastic. Like, I hate the fact that we can't replace batteries anymore. Do you know how frustrating it is? Like, with my cell phone battery, if you've had a cell phone for a long time and... Mm -hmm. I know I sound like one of those like tinfoil hat boomers, but like things are designed to break. Okay. <laughs> you know that old fridge that your parents had in the garage from like the 40s that is still running? 
Okay, you cannot tell me that the fridge that I buy tomorrow at Macro is going to last 60 to 80 years because I promise you it's not. So things are designed to break. So when the cell phone that I have now, the battery dies and I can't replace it, guess what? I'm buying a whole new freaking cell phone. And it's the same with these consoles. And granted, the console batteries last so much longer. Like, why can't they make our cell phone batteries like this? They last forever. But I would rather be able to take it out and like, you know what? Spare battery. Put one battery on charge, one battery in the console. Amazing. Because that's the whole point of these handheld things. If you've got a problem, you can just hot swap. Uh, I think mm, this is going to be awesome. Exactly. And I really hope that it becomes a standard thing. I do I do too. You know, um, as you were saying, like the biggest gripe, like if, if my battery on my iPhone starts giving up issues, right? I need to go and replace it. What do I do? I have to go to the iStore. I have to go and pay for a replaceable battery, which is a few thousand odd bucks. And it's just the massive inconvenience. Why can't I just pop my device open and slot in the new one? Just go to the the iStore, go and purchase the new battery and just pop it in. Done. Dusted. Then move on. I remember doing that with my, my Samsung. Oh, okay. Here we go. This, this is a nostalgia. <laughs> my Samsung. Do you remember the D900, the slide up one? Yes. Yeah. The Samsung D900, the Motorola V360, you could pop the bad, oh, yeah. bad boy off, put the new battery, the uh, the Razer, all of those phones, you could do it. If there was an issue with the battery, no problems. You could just go buy a, a third model battery, slap it in, done, dusted, move on with life. Now, with all these other devices, you can't. It's 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 nice to see. And as you said, it doesn't make sense to run two different produ- production lines for the same product, just catering for the different laws. It'll be a case of, okay, well, fine. These people say we need to have it. Everybody else is not really going to be against it. Therefore, we're just going to do it with everything. Then things are great. I, I like that because a Nintendo Switch battery, if you play for it over and over and over again, and eventually batteries are not necessarily designed to last their lifetime. They do have a shelf life. And when that hits, it's it's very inconvenient to try and get a new one. Now with this, it's a case of, hey, just pop it off or unscrew it, go purchase the new battery, whatever the case is, slap it in, done. Yeah, you're talking about like the old phones. Like, the phone that I remember having was this really, really old Ericsson that had, like, an antenna. And the battery was, was like, the size of the phone. (laughs) I was just about to say, you had one of those, like, the antenna extended. No, 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 not one of the extendable ones. It was, like, a little antenna. But, like, the battery itself was, like, the size of the phone. So, you like, you could clip off this massive brick battery thing. Man, good times, good times. My first phone was a Nokia 1610. Now, for those people that might not know exactly what a Nokia 1610 is, go and Google it. I'm not going to take that joy away from you to go and see how big of a phone that is. And that phone's battery was like pretty much the entirety of the pack. It was massive. And it also had like a fat aerial on it as well. Lord, yes. You'd, you'd lose the charger before your phone like died. It would last like two weeks. And that's with me playing Snake constantly to eventually like, <laughs> where's my charger? I can't find it. And then I'd still have like a week's worth of battery to try and find it. It was, oh, good times. There was one other thing about this that I thought was really cool. And again, it's it's EU only. And I wish that this would come, like make its way down the pipeline. But because of this law that's come through, they have made, and, and it might come down the pipeline because of the impact that it's going to have, but they have made USB-C charging cables standard across all devices 
from 2024. Do you know what that means? Apple iPhone, USB-C, baby. Old phone, new phone, USB-C, baby. Like, you don't need a different charger. If you change phones, you don't need to get a new charger. You get to keep the one you have. You go to your friend's house and they're like, ah, sorry, man, I got an iPhone. That's okay. USB-C, baby. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I need this to come down the pipeline because this whole thing of like different chargers for different phones, that's such a meme. Yeah, I I do agree with that. Uh, as much as I'm a very big apple fanboy uh i do want to make sure that i've got a USB-C. it makes life so much easier everything (laughs) uses it basically so everybody get on that train please pokemon fans we have a new game all right previously we you know gotta catch them all going forward we gotta snooze them all hey there is now a game where you can catch pokemon in your sleep you got a Fitbit to track your sleep or an Apple watch or an Android watch or a whatever watch. No, you can use your phone. You download this app and I have tried it. I decided, okay, cool. I'm going to download the app and see how it works. And the thing is, so I didn't do it with my Fitbit on to, to see if it like is accurate. I, I still intend to do that at some point, but I got busy. But basically how it works is you open the app and you leave it. You like click sleep. So it knows you're going to bed and you leave it next to your pillow while you sleep on charge it's fine no worries but you just leave it there next to your pillow and it picks up the audio of your breathing and based on that it will tell you like what your sleep state was you know whether you were like in uh so so how they describe it it was like uh dozing snoozing and slumbering i think those were the three ones which is like light rem and deep and so it'll show you like where you cycled in your sleep based on how you were breathing And then when you wake up in the morning, it will, so certain different Pokemon have been ascribed different sleep types. So I was slumbering. And when I woke up there, I like, I opened the app and there was like a a Squirtle. There was a Sphiel. There was a Doduo. uh, There was a Lavatar. And so you're like, you can make friends with these Pokemon. And the idea is that like you are researching with Snorlax. And so like, as you sleep, um, the better sleep you get, the more you power up your Snorlax, but you only have a week to do it. And then after a week, you've got to move to like a new island and find a new Snorlax. Um, and I think this is a, such a fun way to promote good sleeping, right? Like really healthy sleeping habits. Uh, you can also like set an alarm on the app. So instead of like your phone's alarm, you can, you can also get it to play you sleepy music. I turn that off because sound irritates me when I sleep. But if you're someone that needs ambient noises, the Pokemon Sleep app does it for you. It is, it's actually really cool. It's not everyone's cup of tea. I get, I like, I get that. But if you are looking for ways to, you know, get more serious about your sleep habits and get into better sleeping habits and so on, check it out. It it seems kind of fun. Gotta snooze them all, I guess. Now, indeed. This. <laughs> My question, right, is, and, and it's more like, you're going to have to bear with me, right? So mm-hmm. the first Pokemon games came out like on the Game Boy, right? The Game Boy, Game Boy Color, whatever the case is. And like the very first one, I was like, hey, look, Pokemon, right? You know, you run outside and everything. Okay. Then when the Game Boy Advance came out with all the other you know, like Pokemon games, Pokemon, uh, uh sapphire ruby etc it was like hey look you know you can catch pokemon however you can also trade pokemon with people if you're nearby right so it's like mm-hmm. it's like the first steps to get you outside 
Then when like the 3DS came out and everything, it was like, you know, hey, you don't even have to be right next to the person, but like you just need to be within a little bit of an area. So still like, hey, like go outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then Pokemon Go came out, which was like <laughs> Nintendo saying, go outside. <laughs> Basically, touch grass, now, people. <laughs> go touch grass, right? Now they're like, that's. You know, have they just given up on that and just said, uh, stuff it, you can just sleep and catch your Pokemon like that? No, so, so obviously, like, uh, look, eventually they, they, um, Pokemon Go even came out with their long distance trading as well because it was like, I have friends in Paris, you know, like, I want to trade mm-hmm. Pokemon. Um, so they did eventually do that. But the thing is, this is obviously, so these Pokemon, you don't catch them. That's not the idea. You like befriend them and then they just kind of hang around. Like, it's not a typical Pokemon game. They aren't battles. They aren't, there isn't trading and stuff like that. Not from what I've seen anyway. Um, it's purely just like a, a fun way of encouraging you to sleep better. So how it works is you get your Snorlax at the start of the week. So it's a Monday to Sunday cycle. So Monday you get a new Snorlax. And the better you sleep, the more power you give your Snorlax. And as he gets bigger and more powerful and whatever, more rare Pokemon will start to spawn. And like different sleep types will attract different kinds of Pokemon. So like if you take an afternoon nap, you're less likely to be slumbering. You're probably going to be like dozing or like light sleep, right? So you'll Mm -hmm. attract different Pokemon. So the idea is to just get like a bunch of Pokemon hanging around your Snorlax. It's not designed to be a social interactive game. Uh, It's just, hey, you want to sleep better? Here's a fun way of doing it. There's not much more to it than that, which I think is kind of cool. Also, uh, so I didn't realize this part. So it it says here that it collects your sleep data. It can track how long you took to fall asleep, how long you spent in different sleep stages, and whether you snored or talked in your sleep. (laughs) I don't know if I want that information. That is what they're after. They want to hear all the things that you say in your sleep. I had to, my wife was adamant that she doesn't snore when she sleeps, right? I said, no, you sound like a lumberjack sawing down trees in a forest. And she was like, no. I said, I'll prove it. So what did I do? I recorded it and played it back for her. Now, she likes Pokemon. I think she needs to get this game right and let the app also tell her that she snores <laughs> it's gonna be brilliant oh. it's, me telling her it's gonna be the app <laughs> god that i'm is sorry terrible. in advance You're but a horrible <laughs> person <laughs> oh man that's gonna be absolutely freaking great but anyway so um yeah check it out it promotes better sleepy things. Um, and it's it's a lot of fun. You also get to make things like, like you know, in the Pokemon games, you would make like mm. curry or whatever. You'd like get yeah. fruit and then you could like, you could do a similar thing and you can use that to feed it to your Snorlax and that gives him more power as well. I don't know. It's really fun. It's really cute. So I'm going to be doing that. Plus, like I get bored of looking at my Fitbit sleep graph, but now I have a Pokemon sleep graph. Okay. Like this is way more interesting now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to- a kid. If you're going to do it, it's it's going to look a lot better than, like, for example, both my Garmin. It's the uh, Garmin Connect app. It's going to be a much better way to see if how badly I've slipped, which has been the case. But uh, Pokemon Sleep, <laughs> the next Hell, big yeah. hitter game. And the worst part about it is that it will sell. And if there's any sort of purchases, people will do it. Why? Because it's Pokemon. There are no in-app purchases. Terrifying, but also... I, like Yeah, in uh, 2023, like, what? 
but yeah, I did. No, no. I did not see a single in-app purchase. Like it's just, it's a. I didn't have to pay to download it. It was like it was just there. You go. Interesting things, guys. So uh, Pokemon Sleep. And this week's news that nobody cares about, our favorite website in the whole wide world is being rebranded from Twitter to X. That's right. The website. The, I'm sorry. I can't get over this still. Uh, Twitter is being rebranded to X, right? If you go to the website, x.com, it redirects you to the Twitter page and you might have seen if you've been on Twitter that there's been like this X that has been placed where the blue bird was on the site. So Elon has said that the uh, the bird logo on the building was also being removed by blowtorches. I saw memes about it. I saw a big X on the building. It seems like it's like it's going through it. it it's well. It's it's quite a radical change, but I cannot wait personally for when people start asking, "Hey, did you see that X that so and so posted?" or even what would videos on X be called? No, no, no. See, um, we now make zeets. <laughs> it's not a tweet anymore. It's a zeet. Is it so, going to be? Is that the, is I, that I, the I, actual I have name? No, I, no, I have no idea. I'm just making stuff up. Um, if, if, oh, that, but by I, that logic, it will be a zidio. Also, to be fair, what did we call Twitter videos? We called them Twitter videos. Like, So we're going to call this... Do you realize the problems that it would cause? <laughs> it seems like a really bad idea. It's a terrible idea. And this is what, you know, memes and people are going to catch people out and it's just going to drive traffic to all the sites. But again, it's just, what are you doing, Elon? I don't, like, I like Twitter. I like Twitter even when you took it over. And now you're like, here we go. I'm going to change it to X. It's just. I'd love to know what was going on. And apparently this was announced, like, he was just doing a Twitter space talking about, like, his Diablo character and, like, playing Halo. And then was like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're changing the logo to an X. I, oh, yeah. And then yeah, the entire branding, everything, it's now going to be X. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's been confirmed by the uh, the 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 woman that he appointed as CEO as well. I can't remember mm-hmm. her name off the top of my head. But it's just like, okay, cool. So they've re- they're going to be rebranding to X. I just, uh, Elon, I like Twitter. Please leave Twitter alone. Just leave it. I like the little <laughs> bird. Now I've got to see it. It's just, oh. But again, I'm not the one that paid a couple billion dollars for it. So I suppose it's yours. Do whatever the you want with it, I guess. <laughs> I, just, I don't get it. Like, I saw the, the tweet from the woman and she was like, oh, there's very few times in life where you'll get a second opportunity to make a major impression. And I'm like, why no. do you want to change one of the most recognized brands on the entire planet? Like, Facebook has done, you know, reworks and changing things here and there. Have they ever changed their logo? No, because that would be dumb. <laughs> it, it just makes no sense. You know what? He's probably got some. Like, we should expect this from Elon, right? He he's got these wild like thoughts and things like that. I mean, he was like, "Why can't we pay people with email?" And that's how PayPal came about, right? So who knows? Maybe this is just something that that goes from there. I know that he wants to make this like X be the the go-to app for like everything, kind of like how China has got WeChat, which is like for everything. And if that is the case, cool, no problem. But I just like X, yeah, it's fine, Elon. I'll, you know, people will still moan and say, I'm not using this site. I'm going to leave it. What are they still doing? They're still on your Why site. X, bro? Do you know that there are 25 <laughs> other letters? Why X? Could have called it Y. Could have called it why? G. 
Why? Called it S, but no, we went with X. Clowns. We could have called it P. You could have called it O. You could have called it E as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so going many, to leave it right. So many options. You could have even finished it off with an S. I don't know. Like, there's plenty of ways. I'm sorry. I'll be honest. Like, there are so many people who are like, oh, I have so much respect for Elon Musk. He's done so much. And he, this, that, and the next thing. And I'm just like, he's a wackadoo. <laughs> he is. But you know what? I, li- I like the things that he does. You know what? Continue on it, Elon. Like, it- it's your thing. You do what you want. People are still going to use it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that about rounds up our news in gaming this week. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 15 of Your Week in Gaming. And a big shout out to our friends over at Esports Central for partnering with us on this podcast. You can find us on Twitter at YWIG Podcast and by email at yourweekingamingpodcast at gmail.com. I am Andrew, and you can find me on X, I guess, <laughs> at my name is Pengu. I am Sam, and you can find me on Twitter for the foreseeable future. <laughs> At Nari Mizuki. And when that eventually changes, I'll let you know. But for now, Twitter is good. Twitter slash X. <laughs> whatever, whatever suits you. Whatever floats your goat, man. Our next episode will be out on Friday, the 4th of August, 2023 at 7am GMT plus 2. And across all major podcast platforms. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.